0: If not, no worries. We still love you and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blammo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Okay. We're here. I'm recording this right now in a sweater, by the way. You remember those? Good god, it's great. Nice and cozy. It's cold where I am, you know, so I had to open up that big old trunk. I have like the big woolly sweater trunk it's not really a trunk i'm kind of lying it's just a plastic thing from the container store but i got all my sweaters in there and i finally got to bust them out this week god it feels good to be back in fall oh man uh big return guest this week it's all about brian davis talking about the new wooden sleeper stuff this will be a fun one um but before we jump in it's funny because someone was like oh jeremy i'd love to hear a little bit more about what's going on with you and first off i'm like come chat on the slack um, cause that's just kind of where it all goes down. But second, I thought it was funny cause he signed his name, Andy, and then he put in parentheses cause he had the N backwards. Um, yes, spelling like Andy from Toy Story, which is, kind of, which is kind of funny. It made me wonder like, what's a good email signature now? Like w- what, what is a good one to do? Cause for me, if you ever get an email from me, it's usually dash. Jeremy, but it's all lowercase because I, you know, I love David Bowie and I also think it's cool to have things in all lowercase. I do use punctuation. I believe David Bowie did not use punctuation in his writing. I mean, who knows? Uh, Anything I can do to be more like Ziggy or more like Mr. Bowie, except, you know, uh, obviously he's not with us. So RIP for Big DB. Anyway, it's not about DB. It's about BD right now. Brian Davis look at that what what great improv I'm gonna just pat myself on the back jumping segueing back into Brian Davis so Brian returns and we're talking about what is the vintage of the future uh what's happening with the Todd Snyder and the L.L. Bean collab that happened the new wooden sleeper studio getting back to the roots of menswear there's so much good stuff and I'm excited you're here so without further ado Rob Lim and I check in with Brian Davis about what's been happening at the new wooden sleeper studio let's go
1: There you go. Nice, nice. Bob, and- I apologize. I didn't, I didn't properly greet you. No, that's okay. We just, we just jumped in. It was like cold open here.
0: Yeah. That's, that's how it's done. Do it.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. How are Wait. you? I didn't know when you visited that you were, uh, you and Jeremy were linked up. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is a new, relatively new thing. So that um, we weren't, Really linked up in that way, but yeah, I've been involved in the on the Slack side of things for some time.
0: Did you sort have you watched uh, the what what is it that that What If Marvel show? Rob is the Watcher. Oh, okay. I don't know
1: that. I show, haven't seen it. I, well,
0: so. damn it now now this joke doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Explain it for two minutes. So it makes always makes it funnier.
0: Okay, the Watcher is the is Jeffrey Wright. His he's the VO, and it, and it's basically a person in in the Marvel universe that's watching the multiverse kind of like play out, and he can't do anything; he just watches it, and then he'll be like, "Wow, that was really crazy." What do you think? You know, and it's that's it. He, he's just basically the the narrator on the outside, and they call him the Watcher, and he's got a big cape. All right. Yeah.
1: Cool. That makes more sense now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did anyway, not say it was funnier though. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's definitely <laughs> not funnier. It's God. Man, I am just slamming right into a wall repeatedly. Um but here we are.
1: Yeah, BD. What's
0: up, guys? Yeah, you're back. We're chatting. I mean, I feel like you kind of you're you're ingrained in the DNA of of the show. You're just you're just a yeah, part man. of
1: it. My annual visit. it's true I feel like it's like my it's like my physical
0: (laughs) it's been about two years right
1: I guess so my god yeah I feel like uh, that was not that long ago but yeah you're right that was right around New Year's or so when we did that yeah thing with that uh with the down at the store
0: yeah that that hallman R.I.P. yeah but now you're onward and upward you're bigger and better Yeah, it's reborn I
1: guess so yeah, 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 that's it.
0: Well, I mean, let's um, let's yeah, jump thanks, into thanks that. For having me back. Yeah, well, yeah what's yeah, what's happened important. since that? Because the last time we talked, you were kicking ass in Red Hook, and yes. then and then did you move before the pandemic?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, like everybody in March of 2020, um, we were ordered to shut down. You know, New York City went into a complete lockdown government mandated. So there was really no decision that had to be made there. It was just sort of like, this is what we're doing. Um, didn't know that it was going to be more than a few days or a few weeks or whatever. We didn't know anything. You know? So I went home and just kind of hit the ground running, tried to keep things afloat online. And I think like most people at that time who were running small businesses, they were just scrambling to figure out what they could do to to keep things going to keep money coming in and um thankfully for me um i already had an online store we had a online business we had a strong social media following and a, and a really loyal customer and community that helped keep us afloat and they really came out uh in support in fact that march 2020 april 2020 were some of the best months we ever had as a business which was really heartwarming and and appreciated and totally needed, frankly, because um, without the revenue from the store, I didn't know what we were going to do. So that was really uh, incredible to see. I mean, people were buying, you know, $18 candles or gift cards that, you know, to chip mm. in, or some people were buying $800 jackets and everything in between and it was just uh it was it was incredible it's incredible to see um i think i i kind of saw that wave of goodwill cresting at a point obviously that wasn't gonna sustain forever so um as the months went on uh we had to change we had to change gears obviously and adapt and kind of keep keep pushing forward yeah do you remember that
0: like I, and I'm I, i I'm not laughing about this, but it is kind of funny now because everyone was like, man, buy local, support your local. Like the pandemic, let's keep small businesses alive. Let's do all these things. And I feel like for most people that lasted like three months because then they were just like, oh, Amazon's <laughs> got it. All right, done.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I, look, I'm a realist. I, I'm not mad about that. I'm thankful to have any and all support. So I get it, you know, and as we settled into that time, I think people just did what they had to do and people that were in a position to support their local businesses did so. And and if they continue doing that in one way or another, I mean, look, some of my best customers that year, you know, were, were sustained kind of, it, it was, it was incredible, but You know, the the long story short was by the time the summer rolled around, by the time we got into July, I think for me personally, I was just hemorrhaging money. Store rent was just, you know, it was just challenging. And honestly, pre-pandemic, I had considered um, opening up a new location anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd always sort of considered this like showroom model as something that I might be interested in doing either on its own or in addition to a retail store. Um, my lease was up in November of 2020 anyway. So by the time July rolled around, I reached out to my landlord. I said, look, you know, here's where we're at. Um, I'd like to get out early. Can you help me out? Thank God he was cool with that. Um, wow, yeah. I know a lot of people were not so lucky, um, and so that's what happened at the end of July. We closed up shop permanently, moved everything into storage, and pretty. This is the part that people don't know. Actually, is that pretty much the next day I signed a lease on the studio that we're occupying now, currently. So. Oh it, shit. There was no downtime for me personally. Um, August of 2020, I was getting everything ready for this pretty large, uh, project that I had been, uh, working on with Todd Snyder for LL Bean. And I just jumped right into that and started working on all these projects, which took me through the new year. Um, and and really in through the, the majority of 2021 as well, it, it was only in the past month that I kind of looked around and took a deep breath and, and said, you know what, it would be cool to open the place up for for appointments and actually invite people in. And I think that decision had a lot to do with um, just getting the place set up the way that I wanted it to feel. Um, right. Also, I felt like, Things with COVID had, had kind of come far. Not that we were through it or over it by any stretch, but that I was comfortable enough and in a position where if I were to open up by appointment, I felt like that was a good time for that. So that that kind of brought us up to September of 21 and and just been doing that ever since. So that's the long story short or the long story long. I,
0: I had no idea that you that you jumped right in. Into the into the store and like I talk to you all the time like so this yeah I mean <laughs> or or maybe you did tell me I mean I I, I don't know but the the Todd yeah, Snyder I mean, thing was th- was huge though right
1: yeah now, I mean it was about amazing. that so that was the funny that was the funny thing was when I posted recently that we were opening up for appointments everyone was like congratulations like you're back and I was sort of like. For me, I was like, damn, I was busier than I've ever been in my entire existence with Wooden Sleepers this past year. But I think people really associated me and associated the brand with that store and with that physical space and that environment and that sort of gathering place. And I Feel like that physical space was really important to people's idea of wooden sleepers. And the fact that I was solely online, it, it wasn't like registering to people, even though we had these projects with Polo, we had this Todd Snyder thing, we had this J. Crew thing, we had like working with J. Press and doing all these kind of like other things that I'd always wanted to do, but never really felt like I had the time or resources or energy to do while I was running the store for the, the previous five years, the online store and, and all of that will sort of keep, keep money coming in and keep the gears going. But, um, you know, getting to work with some brands that I really admired uh, if for that like latter part of 2020 and then most of uh, into 2021 as well was just, it was awesome. It was a dream come true.
0: Yeah. So how did those projects come to be? Were they like sort of
1: ideas that were, had been discussed at the time or did you know how? Yeah. I mean, I think, each one was sort of unique uh in its in its own way i mean the 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 polo thing had started way earlier it, that had started back in like january of 2020 so pre pandemic we we sort of hashed out the idea you know i had gone in and um it was just one of those things that was like hey you know we want to do something with you i said of course you know i, I want to do something with you guys too and we were hashing out ideas and I had sort of pitched them this idea of like a vintage polo sportsman collection that we could do sort of touching on some of my upbringing and roots on the East end of Long Island and sort of the the natural vibe out there with like all the hunting and fishing and type of energy that was around me when I was growing up. And, And so that's what we did. You know, we, we sourced all the products. We did a, photo shoot there was a whole interview da, da 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 and then you know march hits and it's just the breaks complete <laughs> it just ended so abruptly and I was like hello is any anybody there like what <laughs>
0: uh-huh. is this thing
1: gonna like for me it was done it was like in a nice package with a bow on it and it honestly it wasn't till around June or July that I just threw this kind of Hail Mary like email out to to somebody that had been working on the project to say like, Hey, you know, remember that thing we did? Like it felt kind of done. You think someone can just sort of like hit publish and, and push it out. And, <laughs> can you press publish you know, on Blogspot, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, of course, it's not that simple when you're dealing with, with a company like that. I mean, there's so many moving parts and so many people involved and so many layers of approval and all that stuff. And, it, you know, it honestly wasn't till like, October or November of 2020 that 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 polo thing actually saw the light of day, and then in in the interim, over the summers when of 2020 is when Todd had reached out, and you know Todd had had been uh, a customer of mine at the shop, and he was one of those people that I kind of always felt like if we crossed paths or met or got in the same room, that I just felt like we would have a lot in common and a lot to talk about. Uh, And a lot of similar uh just sensibilities and and interests. And so when he he reached out about uh working on the LL beam uh thing, that was just yeah, my mind was blown. I was like, this is perfect. This is uh, this is gonna be a home run. And And, then it really for me, it couldn't have been a better a better team, it couldn't have been a better project. And and really he was just sort of like do your thing. And you know we we trust that it's gonna it's gonna be the right thing, and that's exactly what it was. I basically did everything on my own. I I sourced the collection, I shot it, I measured it, I cleaned it, I shipped it out. Like you know, it was really like him just sort of saying like we we want you to do what you do. Um, and then they just got behind it and and helped put a little wind in the sails. Not that it needed it, frankly. I mean, that collection, there was so much hype. There were like billboards in Times Square and the whole deal and it sold out so fast. But I, I think having that little vintage capsule as a part of it was really cool because to my knowledge, it was the first time that a brand like Todd Snyder in that space, that sort of Upper level men's fashion space really mm-hmm. took a chance doing uh, a dedicated vintage collection in that way. Now, like we've seen that since then, which I don't think is a coincidence, but at that time, I don't remember seeing that in, in our space with any other brand. Like, that. you mean so like it was with, pretty cool
0: with L- when LL Bean basically just went, let's just knock off BD. <laughs> like I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, it was. Sure. I got. I got pissed. I got hot. Like yeah. people. You well. know, people can come at me anytime they want, but it. Like I. I. I saw it and I took it personally. And I. Like, because like the thing is, as an aside, and this is the tough part too, where this is like it almost made me feel like we were rewinding back to like early, you know, hashtag menswear sort of stuff, but it's like. Want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode and tons more exclusive pods from the return of Sid Mashburn, Michael Hill of Drake's, Chris Gibbs of Union, Ilaria Urbanati. We got it all and more and more and more. You also get access to our private members only Slack group where we chat about menswear and everything else. So visit patreon.com forward slash BLAMO and we'll see you there.